Okay, open your Bibles with me to Ephesians 5. But you know, uh, Solomon got to talking about sex. Um, there's different places in the Bible that it's mentioned. There's nothing wrong with in the confines of, of marriage. Christians need to know things. I'm not going to tell them to you because I have to go home with her and she, I, I get home and she goes. <laughs> That's another. <laughs> okay. Hallelujah. But, you know, I think sometimes we get we act like that because it hasn't been taught in the churches. You know, you've got prudes that go, oh, I'm not coming back to this church. Did you hear what he talked about? <laughs> So, you know, you lose, you're you damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. So, anyway, moving right along. Uh, in, the, in the books, in the books of the New Testament where uh, marriage is, is addressed, it's 1 Corinthians 7, Ephesians 5, Colossians 3, Titus 2, 1 Peter 3. I already gave it to you. You're supposed to be... Okay, 1 Corinthians 7. Ephesians 5. Colossians 3. Titus 2. 1 Peter 3, and there may be more that I just missed, but uh, uh, the Lord is speaking to, to marriages in the church. Now, in, in the, uh, let's see, in Corinth, Ephesus, uh, they had temple prostitutes. Male and female. And uh, Paul is trying to get these people break. Break from this. This is not godly. And he's, he's talking to, you know, that's not what he's specifically talking to. Here in these places, he's, he's talking to Christian people about marriage. And the Lord, the Lord speaks to to marriages in the church, and I want to call your attention here to how many books in the New Testament that, that, that the Lord addresses this subject of marriage. This is an indication of how important to Him marriage is. You know, we have people today, right now, that are... Uh, they're, they're trying to get people to, you know, you don't need to be married. You can live together or, you know, whatever. They're, they're trying to pervert the concept of marriage, man to a woman. Not anything other than. Anything other than that is not productive. There is, there is uh, 
a productivity in marriage that people can have children. This is just one of the areas of productivity. But where we can have children and raise them up in a godly fashion where they can influence, be an influence. If you, if you have children, they have to be adopted because that's the only way. Let me get out of this before I get in trouble. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 5. In uh, Ephesians verses or chapters 1 through 3, it talks, it talks about what God has done and what we are in Christ. 4 to the end of the chapter deals with how we should live this Christian life. Now you think about what Paul had to deal with. He is dealing with people coming out of rank paganism, and this is, this is the only thing they've known. And Paul comes along teaching Jesus and talking about things that were contrary to what they were used to seeing. He's having to build a whole new foundation for these people. Ephesians chapter 5, and I'm, I'm using two different translations this morning, 3 or 4. Um, Ephesians 5, we're going to start in verse 22. Wives, submit. And we're going to stop there. Now, I want, I want you to do something, ladies and gentlemen, both. Okay? Would you do something for me? Leave all of your preconceived notions, just set them down under the chair, and Melissa, Miss Melissa can clean it up after church. But I, want you, I, I, I don't want you to carry that into what I'm going to say. Okay. So the, he starts off, he, he begins here talking to, the, talking to the wives. Wives, submit yourself to your own husband as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should, should submit to their husbands in everything. Um, yeah, let's stop right there. I want to call your attention to this word submit. Okay? Uh, this seems to be a word that every man has in his vocabulary. Uh, whether it's a saint or a sinner, it seems like uh, they've all, they all know that word for some reason even if they've never darkened the door of a church, somehow they've got that in their head. And it seems that in a moment of anger, they have all tried to use that on their wives. Now, men, I'm hearing the women say, right, you need to speak up so you don't stand out. 
Let me define submit. You know, I was thinking about this this morning. Uh, King James was written in, in 1611, and um, there were things that were translated in the thinking of the age. So take, take, it, take some of these things with a grain of salt and see what, what comes out at the end. All right? Um, submit is defined as to subordinate. We'll deal with that word later on. Reflexively to obey. Subdue unto. Submit self unto. To yield. Put under. Now, I want to deal, first of all, I want to deal with this, this word from, from a couple of different points. Uh, this has never happened here in this church that I know of. Or if it did, somebody did it and got away and I didn't catch him. But I have, I have seen men, I'm serious, I'm not exaggerating, I have seen this, seen men come around and tell a woman, and, and this, this was in a church setting when I was growing up, tell a woman she was supposed to submit to him. And he thoroughly expected her to submit to him. The thing was, he wasn't married to her. But she was a woman. He's a man. She's supposed to submit to the man. And you, you see, it, some translations, if you're not careful, you get that idea. That's why I'm using the new, new NIV. Um, I'm, I'm going to say this to you ladies, to the girls, the girls, unmarried girls, to the ladies, uh, And the men, if a girl or a woman is single and the man is not related to her in any way, you should never, ever, if he comes and says something like that to you, you can either tell him to bite a rock and you just walk <laughs> off or, you know, whatever. But don't, don't yield to what he's trying to pull. Listen, most of these men are bullies and they're trying to see what they can get away with. That should not ever be tolerated. And if you let him pull that, there's no telling what else he'll try to get away with. Ephesians chapter 2, I'm, I'm sorry, 55, uh, 5 verse 22. Wives... Submit yourselves to your own husband. 
Now listen, see a lot of people, they just, they hear that one thing and they go, yeah, yeah. Listen to all of it. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husband as you do to the Lord. As you do to the Lord. Ladies, no man has any authority over you in any fashion except your husband. Now, before you jump into things, just don't, just listen. The man that took, took you and, and went through the wedding vows with you and put that ring on your finger is the only man that has any authority in your life according to the Word of God. All right? Once you're married, your father has no authority over you. It's your husband. You have left your father and your mother, and you have you've come and cling to this guy. Uh, someone said, uh, and, and, and is joined to. One, one person said, it's like super glue. You're stuck and you... That's why I used to tell my wife, you're stuck. You can't get away. <laughs> you know how strong super glue is. Okay. Um, don't ever let, let any man tell you different. I don't care how charismatic he is, how whatever he is. Just... You know, when he, if he ever comes up to you and tells you, tells you, just look him up and down a couple of times and just go <laughs> and walk off, you know. When the Lord comes and, and requires something of you, listen, ladies. I've had ladies tell me, the Lord said, and they told me what, what he said, and I thought, do you ever read your Bible? When, a, when the Lord comes and requires something of you, He will never require anything of you that would hurt you, degrade you, or go against His Word in any way. And I'm sure I could have put some more adjectives in there and it would have been permissible. Um, so... How do you submit the how do you submit how do you submit to the Lord? I want you to think, you don't need to give an answer, just I want you to think about this. How do you submit to the Lord? You submit to him in love because you know he has your best interest at heart. You can trust him. And if you can't trust him, you need to get back into the Word to see what the Word says about him. You know, you may have, have grown up with, with uh, relatives or parents that really you couldn't trust. I mean, that happens all the time. And so, therefore, when you get born again, you just really are not too sure about this God guy or Jesus. 
But he's, he is totally different than what you grew up around. Colossians chapter 3, verse 18. This is the uh, NIV. Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Please write that down and go home and, and chew on that. Submit to your, your submit your pardon me, submit yourselves to your husband as is fitting in the Lord. Okay? This is the New Living Translation. Wives, submit to your husband as is fitting for those who belong to the Lord. Let me say that again. Wives, submit yourselves, submit to your husband as is fitting, as is fitting for those who belong to the Lord. Is what your husband requiring you to submit to, does it fall into that category? We had a, a lady, this, this is something nobody here knows who she is, so don't try to figure it out because you won't. But this, was ha this happened 40-some uh, years ago when we were downtown in, in the storefront. She started coming to the church, and she was, she was born again, and uh, she was married. Now, her husband, he wasn't saved, and he was into porn, big time. He was into porn. And he was wanting to do things to her. Uh, he wanted to do some of the same things that he, to her that he was seeing done while he was watching porn. And she was protesting, but he was using some of these same scriptures that we're talking about with a twist, of course, with a twist. It, needless to say, it, it uh, destroyed the marriage. Five, Ephesians 5.22, NIV, wives, submit yourselves to your own husband, as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as. You should probably underline, circle, or whatever you do in your Bible. As Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so, the, so also wives should submit to their own, their husbands in everything. Now, see, this, that, those two words right there at the very end, uh, people like this guy that was in, into porn, he says, you're supposed to submit to me in everything. What he was wanting was selfish. It was for his own ego. 
It what has nothing to do with her benefit. And when it says in everything, you have to take, take these two scriptures in context. Everything in Christ. Everything, you know, as, as the Lord would require. Are you listening, ladies? Men, I hope you're paying attention. <laughs> Ephesians 5, uh, 25 and 26, this is the New Living Translations. It says, for husbands, this means love your wives just as. Here's the, here's the grading marker. Here's the, the ruler, if you will. Just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her, the church, holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. Now, Paul is using the church as an example uh, of the husband and wife. So let's, let's give me a little leeway here. Husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. Just as Christ loved the, the, the wife. He gave his life for her, the, the, the wife, the church, to make her holy, clean, washed, and, cl and by cleansing of God's Word. Now, let me ask this. Ask again. What does it mean to submit, ladies, husbands, before you get yourself into a trap? I know none of you, do, none of you men in here are that dumb, so you can take this and use it on some of your friends. Okay? What does it mean to submit? From the definition that, that uh, we, we looked at, it means to make yourself lower. Well, let, let's say it like this, to be humble. Ladies, to make yourself lower. The guy comes in and, you know, You're not supposed to crawl up on the, on the women's lib horse and try to run him down. Now be careful where you're saying amen. The word sub, subordinate is a part of submit, like we, we started, started out with. The word subordinate means to lower in rank or position. Okay, now hold that thought. 1 Peter 3, the New English translation, it says, Husbands, in the same way, treat your wives as, uh, cons with consideration as the weaker partner and show them, the wife, honor. 
as fellow heirs of the grace of life. In this way, nothing will hinder your prayers. Gentlemen, he tells you here, He stands, he says, treat them as an equal. As an equal. Come on, get up there. As an equal. Am I that short? As an equal, because you are both partakers of the grace. King James says, grace of life. You want the grace of life to work for you to its max, you have to treat each other the same, with the same respect, with the same honor, or you're going to screw it up. Excuse me if that's, that's offensive to you, but I want you to get the picture. You can mess it up, men. If you get up on that high horse of submit, woman, you know, that's not going to work. First of all, let me, let me not get ahead of myself here. Uh, the same verse in the NIV. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker. Not necessarily spiritually, physically, but, I mean, the wife can be head, head and shoulders above you spiritually if you're not careful. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wife and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. In other words, if you're not doing this, you want to see your prayers answered, I hope. Don't leave that up to your wife. You need to know how to get in there and, and take hold of things. Get answers. But if you want to see those answers come through, then you better do this part. I didn't write it. That's the Lord's handwriting. One time uh, while I was in college, I don't remember if it was, if it, it must have been the first year before we got married. We had a chapel speaker. Every, every week we had to go to, to chapel, I think it was twice a week. And uh, they had a speaker that came in this particular time. And he was talking about the the husband and wife relationship. It was really funny. Um, first time I went to chapel, they had the main floor and then they had the balcony. Guess where they put the husbands and wives? They kept them separated from the, from the breeding stock. Down here, you know, where the, the singles were m milling about. 
And um, he was, he was, this man was telling, this man, I think he was a graduate student from the, from the, anyway. He was telling the, the women and the wives what their responsibilities in marriage was. And he said, said the, the wife was to respect the husband. I mean, that's, what, that's the way it reads, respect the husband. He said the Bible said that the wife was to respect the husband. It never said to love him. You know, and I, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, what? How, why? Why would anybody get married if they didn't love each other? That didn't, just didn't make, make sense. And one guy that I knew, he took offense at this guy making this statement. And after chapel, they took the guest speaker to the admin office, and this guy chased him down to the admin office and confronted him about this. And I, heard the, I went down, and I was listening to the conversation, and this man said, the, uh, he, he said that the... That the Bible, uh, you can't find anywhere in in the New Testament where it says the the wife is to love her husband. Is it? Are you sure? Would you like to take bets? <laughs> Titus, Titus chapter two. I'll be glad to take bets up here. <laughs> Wouldn't take bets unless I was sure. <laughs> Paul is writing to, Ty, to, to Titus, and he's 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 telling him telling them uh, have these people do this with this group of people, and then these people, you know, they need to train these other people. There was a there were a lot of widows in the church because the 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 uh, life expectancy of man was not. Real great. So Titus, he's telling Titus in verse 3, he says, The older women likewise, that they be reverent in behavior, not slanderers. Well, that, he must have, he, that must have cut the, the, the people that he could use down real quick. You know, people have a tendency to criticize other people. He says, no, you don't want somebody that's going to be one of them. Not given to much wine, teachers of good things, verse 4, that they, that they may admonish the young women. I don't know if he's talking about the young wives or the women that are going to get married. But he says that they admonish the young women to what? Love. Yes to love their husbands, to love their children. You know, that last part, I'm, I'm surprised I, I, I've seen that. Women that have children, but they really don't, don't love them. It doesn't make any sense. But anyway, he says here, 
admonish the young, the, the, the young women to love their, not somebody else's, their husband. Let me read something to you. I'm, I, I'm, I was reading something, and, and I came across this, and I thought, oh, man, this is perfect. What does it mean to submit? It means to make yourself lower. Submission was really difficult for me and was, was one of the things I had I had to really work it work out. I wanted to win the fight and make my point, even if I was wrong. I wanted to yell and make my husband hear me without really caring, caring about how my actions made him feel. See, we're talking about hus- the wives and what they're supposed to be doing. And so she's saying... I didn't care how it made him feel. Growing up, my family lacked great communication skills. It's, it's gotten better over the years, but if we had had a disagreement, I would shut myself in a room and wouldn't talk to that, talk to that person. Why? I preferred to sulk in anger than to work things out and communicate. In hindsight, I now see the root root of it was pride. I brought that same mindset into my marriage, except now I was in the I am woman, hear me roar mode. (laughs) You do understand what that means, don't you? That's the women's lib banner. I married a spirit-filled man who hears from the Lord and who really looks out for me. See, this woman's lib attitude is afraid the man's going to get ahead of me. He's going to get more. He's going to be whatever. I married a spirit-filled man who hears from the Lord and who really looks out for me. His intentions are always for my benefit and to help me succeed. To get the maximum benefit of marrying a godly man, I had to learn, learn how to humble myself and stop trying to win the fight every single time. At the end of the day, is, is the, is, now listen to this, is the effort to be right in my own sight worth the misery? Worth the misery. Is winning a fight worth losing the peace in the home? I don't know about you, that, that, that is a big statement. I, li- I grew up in a, in a home that didn't have the peace. I couldn't wait to get out. 
to the point that I went and joined up in, joined up in the military just to get out. Is it worth having everyone in the household locked away in their rooms because mom and dad are fighting again? Is it better to say, how can we move, or is it, is it better to say, how can we move forward? Stop caring about who is right and who is wrong. And instead, focus on what is right. Seek the truth in every situation through the Word of God. Choose to have peace in the home. When my husband says no to an idea or something I want to do, I don't, I don't like it. I really don't. However, I listen because I know he sees things differently and I trust he has my best interest and the interest of our family at heart. You might say, well, I just don't feel like my husband has my best interest at heart. God can restore your relationship. He can... He can reverse every single irreversible situation. He turns what the enemy meant to harm you into something good. Trust the Lord to restore the, the truth, you, or excuse me, the trust you have for your husband. It's critical you trust your husband so that he can, so that you can submit to him. If you can't submit, and trust God to direct your husband to, to lead your family, your husband can't lead. When I came across that, I thought, oh, man, i gotta, I got to use that. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. Husbands, all right, gentlemen, you know, a lot of men, when, a lot of pastors, when they get in the pulpit, they, talk, they, they, they uh, focus on the women. They shoot at the women. They hardly ever say anything to the men. Well, that's not being scripturally right. You're not, you're, you're missing something. Husbands, love your wives. Okay? When the, when the Lord tells you to love your wife, what does that mean? What does that mean? What, what's included in that? Let me give you, this is the Living Bible. Oh, man, this is so good. Ephesians 5.25 out of the Living Bible. And you husbands, show the same kind of love to your wives as Christ showed to the church when he died for her. You'll have to take that home and chew on it a while, a good long while, because there's a lot in that one. When these, 
when these two different authors, Peter and, and uh, Paul, wrote these letters to the believers, they, they addressed the wives and the men. Now remember, the, the Bible says that the Word of God is uh, divinely inspired. In other words, God breathed. God dictated to the authors, and they, they, they were secretaries. They wrote out what the Lord was speaking to them through the Holy Spirit. Now, it begins with the wife. Wives, submit to your own husbands. Uh, let, let, let me say this. It, it doesn't say anywhere. Listen real close, both of you, men, women. It doesn't say anywhere, husbands, enforce subservience on your wife. Did you hear me? Men, you didn't, you didn't marry a slave. You married an equal. You're both partakers of the same gift of life. If the wife isn't submissive, that's between her and the Lord. That's none of your business. Dear Lord, it got quiet. <laughs> Woo! I'm just telling you what the Bible says. If the wife isn't submissive, then that's between her and the Lord. And let me tell you, if the Lord can jerk my chain, He knows her where she is too. And He knows how to say things to her that straightens her right up. Ephesians 5, 28 through 28. Or excuse me, 5. Ephesians 5, 25 through 25. This is the New Living Translation. Husbands, love your wives just as. Just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her to sanctify her and cleanse her by the washing of the water by the word so that he may present the wife, the church, to himself as a glorious, as glorious, not having stain, wrinkle, or any such blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own body. He who loves his wife loves himself. Now, Keep in mind, love is not just words, but it's in actions. If there's no actions, there's no love. You're just putting on. Ephesians 5.33, the New English translation says, Nevertheless, each one of you must love his own wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Now, uh, I've, I've got, uh, we're going over to Colossians chapter 3, and uh, I've got 
probably tr 10 different translations, nine translations. And you say, why so many? Because they all say something different. And one of these things is going to hit you. You're going to get it. Okay? So stick with me. We're almost done. And I heard a corporate... <sighs> okay, this is, the, this is the New King James. Wives... Submit to your own husbands as is fitting to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives, love your wives, and do not be bitter towards them. Are you taking notes? Men? Are you writing? Wives, submit yourself, blah, blah, blah. Okay, husbands. This is the NIV. Husbands, love your wife and do not be harsh with them. Men, let me, let me tell you a little secret. This is, this is God's daughter that you're married to. If I ever hear my son-in-law is harsh with my daughter... I'm going after him. God is, he's still in love with her. This is the New Living Translation. Uh, wives, husbands, love your wives and never treat her harshly. The New English, uh, the New American Standard Bible says, Husbands, love your wives and do not be embittered. Embittered against her. Here's the Passion Translation. Husbands, be filled with cherishing love for, for his wife. No, let, me, let me say that again. Let every husband be filled with cherishing love for his wife and never be insensitive. Ooh, ooh. Never be insensitive towards her. That was something I found out early in marriage. The wife can be sensitive about something and you men... You know, men, we're, we're, we're guys, and, hey, bud, how you doing, you know? And we treat, we treat the men kind of rough, but you can't drag that over into marriage. You cannot be insensitive. You know, one day I would say something to her, and, oh, my goodness, I hit the jackpot. She's just lit up, and she's giving me kisses, and, and the, you know, I thought, oh, my. Remember, remember that one. <laughs> Next day, I came in and said the same thing and snapped at me, and I thought, yeah, you did. There was, a, there, there was this little thing that I didn't grow up with. I didn't have sisters. So there's a little thing that happens, you know, once every 30 days. I had no clue what was going on. And, 
it was about that time. So I learned, mark it on the calendar. <laughs> Never be insensitive to her. She found out Friday. Tio Isidro. Thursday. Was it Thursday? Yeah, it was. He, she uh, got notification that an uncle had passed away. He was the one that walked her down the aisle when we got married. He was just, he was just a sweetheart. Uh, her mother's brother, and just he was just a very precious man. And I come in, and she's sitting, sitting up in the bed, texting to family back in Spain, and she just found out, well, that's, that's a sensitive thing. I could have said, get up and fix me breakfast. What's the matter with you, you know? That's not going to work. Okay, listen. Yeah, six in the morning. Okay, this is uh, Colossians 3.19 out of the Amplified. This is the Amplified that has just been published. The classic translation, classic Amplified is the first one that came out. But, husbands, love your wives with an, with, with an, an affectionate, sympathetic, selfless love that always seeks the best for them. That always seeks the best for them. And do not be embittered or resentful towards them because of the responsibilities of life. Um, excuse me, marriage. This is the, this is the uh, Amplified Classic. Husbands, love your wives, be affectionate, sympathetic with them, and do not be harsh or bitter or, or resentful. Now, men, you know good and well that these things can come up. And if you don't stay on top of it, they will get into your marriage and it will poison your marriage. You've got to deal with these things. You can't let them set and stew. The Revised English Version says, Husbands, love your wives and be gentle to them. This is not one of the boys. This is not your brother. So it's your, your, your wife. Philip's translation says, Husbands, be sure you give your wife as much love and... Wait, wait, wait. Husbands, be sure you give your wives much love and sympathy. Don't let bitter or resentment spoil your marriage. You know, I, I, through the years, I've come across this two, maybe three times. This husband uh, gives gives an allowance to the wife to buy groceries, buy things for the children, but he never gives her money to buy clothes, 
things that she needs. And I think, what kind of dog is this? He's more concerned about other things, really more concerned about himself than he is about the wife. You don't love her. What's the matter with you? You know, people, people uh, tease when, when we come in and we're cuddly. They, they say, oh, here comes the honeymooners again. Yeah? Been, been, it's been uh, 46 years, and I'm still enjoying my honeymoon. I can't keep my hands off of her. <laughs> Brother Hagen, he was the first one, I think, that I ever heard use this scripture. He brought this up, and I thought, oh, my goodness. He says, you know, you can, you, can, um, you can have a rough marriage, you can have a rough life, a hard life, or you can have a good life and enjoy it. It's up to you. It's what you choose. 1 Peter chapter 3 Verses 8 through 12. This is the New, New Living Translation. Finally, all of you should be of one mind. Sympathize with each other. Love each other as brother and sister. You know, you really have to start out there. You start out there, and then you move on up into husband-wife love. Be tender-hearted. You know, I, I, I was reading this, and I was standing there looking at my Bible, and I thought, look at that. I never noticed this before. He deals with the husband, and he deals with, or he deals with the wife and the husband, and it comes down, and there's a couple of verses in between what we're going to read now and what he had just got through talking about the husband and wife. I thought, well, my goodness, this deals... This falls into the husband and wife category too. Finally, all of you, all of you, men, women, should be of one mind, sympathize with each other, love each other as brother and sister, be tender-hearted, and keep a humble attitude. Men, we talked about the wife submitting bringing herself down, humbling herself. He's saying, he's talking to you here as well as to her. Keep a humble attitude. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults. Woo! You will regret that. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That's what God has called you to do. You get that? He's ordained you to do this. 
and He will bless you for it. For the Scripture says, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Well, you say, I just can't, I can't control my lips. Yeah, you can. If you really want to, you can. It may take a while for you to get a hold of that piece of meat in your face, but you can. After you have to go and repent so many times for getting in trouble, you'll get tired of it and you'll say, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm going to. Keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search, search you. Search for peace and work to maintain it. It's going to take some effort, but effort that's well worth it. Work to maintain that peace. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right, and His ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord, Lord turns His face against those who do evil. Okay, one more scripture. Go, go back to um, Ephesians 5. Now, where did we start here in Ephesians 5? What? 22. We're going to start in verse 20. Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord, fear of God. Notice in 22, he tells the wives, submit to your husbands. 21 says, submitting to one another. That means husbands and wives. Hello? Husbands? You know, there's times that, that she will come up with something, and I'm, I'm planning to go this way, and she's going to go this way. And I listened to her, and I thought, that'll be more beneficial. Just because they're female doesn't mean they're dumb. They, have, they can come up with things that you will be glad you listen to. Submitting, humbling yourself one to another in the fear of God. I guess the, the um, overriding thought through all of this is make the love of God your first priority in your marriage. That overrides your ideas, that overrides your pride. 
had a real good saying for the men, but I didn't write it down, so I lost it. Let's all stand up. It'll come back before I get through praying. <laughs> Husbands, take your wife's hand. I want you to make this confession with me. Sweetheart? Both of you. Oh, both of us. Both of you. Okay. Sweetheart? Sweetheart? I love you. I love you. I recognize, I recognize that you're a gift of the Lord to me. You're a gift of the Lord to me. I recognize And I love you. And I love you. I want to have a better marriage. I want to have a richer marriage, a stronger, and I need your help. I need your prayers. Would you please pray for me? You can give me one too. <laughs> Father, Thank you, Thank you for the instructions in your word. Thank you, Thank you for the ability to fulfill these things through your help. And we look to you right now. Help us. Help us. Please be patient with us. Please be patient. And continue to help us and continue to help in making a stronger and richer marriage. Making a stronger and richer marriage. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now you can kiss your spouse. <laughs> You're dismissed. <laughs>